where's the where's the other guy? Well, I can I just can I tell you why I'm recording and he's not on yet? <laughs> why? I just had to listen to him for the last twenty minutes. I just want to talk to you, Gio. How you doing, man? Can't <laughs> <Good>, bud you. <laughs> oh, guy's fucking exhausting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like a minor hockey conversation turns into like our fucking banking thing, and our it's just it's like how it all kind of comes together. I I have no idea. Like, there's no that's ribs for you. It, it's not a Seinfeld episode where it all ties together. <laughs> you, know, you know, none of it ties together. Oh, how you doing? Good, bud. You? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Should we yeah. let him in? Sure. Did you see what he sent you about the uh, junior? Yeah, hockey I did thing? see that. How yeah. fucked up is that? Eh? That's so it's insane. Like, Does that surprise you being a college guy? No, not guy? one bit. Like yeah, well. it. I mean, being a college guy, like I think it's just youth hockey these days, right? Like parents are paying the coaches in the whatever that is, Toronto League, you know, like youth league, so their kids are captain or like they may suck. Well, but I don't even know like that. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headlines of it. Oh, that's yeah. all I read are but headlines. Like, but yeah, but but I, like it made it sound like they just wanted to get drafted. They didn't have to go there to play. They just wanted oh. to be drafted for status. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But status. It's all about status. status these days, isn't it? Yep. Hey. All right. Uh, what about uh, Devin Levi starting? Is he gonna for real? Friday. That's the yeah, word. I, I mean, I saw I saw that uh, teaser by Weeksy. But I didn't against the Rangers too, which I think is I don't know, man. <laughs> what, are, what are we? What are we doing? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're just hey, go have at it, see how you are. But I don't know. You're not out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like. Yeah, you're not out for sure. But like, but are I don't they know. Out? I mean, I guess who who do you who do you start them against? I'm sorry, Craig. I I started without you simply. You know why? I just dealt with you for twenty. I was telling Gio, I just dealt with you for twenty minutes. I, I just needed a little break. I needed to talk to someone, you know, a little more, a little more calm and docile. <laughs> Episode two forty-five. By the way, 245. <clears throat> two forty-five. Listen to this, Gio. Two hundred and forty-five episodes. Now, here's the thing. One of my biggest pet peeves, this entire podcast that we've been doing for two years now. Here we we've go. Let's together. air our shit out right now. We've worked together. Well, listen, you're the one who's pressing the button all the time, PD, right? Okay. You you control everything. I have Thank mentioned this 245 that. episodes. I bet you 200 of them. I've basically said, when I get on in the morning, just let things breathe. Let Let people say good morning. Hello. How are you doing? Everything's great. And Gio, then we had a, start. We had a I great haven't even Gio. clicked on to it yet. And you guys are already talking on the show. And it, it, I've mentioned this 200 times, whether you like literally just have selective hearing or just like you want to irritate me before we get on. We've been, we've been talking for 30 minutes together, right? This and he knows that it pisses me off because I want to say good morning to Gio. I love seeing that face. But and uh, you guys probably saw each other last night or something. Like, that's the thing. Like, who are we kidding? Why am I going to say, hey, Gio, how you doing? Uh, good to see you. <laughs> Fuck, we talk all the time. We're in group text all the time. Like, why? Let's just be real. If I pulled up in your garage right now, I'm going to be like, hey, how are you? How's your day going? Fuck me, man. Are you good with the good mornings? Yeah. Okay. 
So we had a nice little chat before you hopped on here. But fill him in on the uh, junior hockey thing. We're not necessarily totally clear. Is it parents were paying to just have their kids get drafted, and now there's a league investigation going on? Well, I guess I guess David Branch, who is the commissioner of the CHL, so the Western Hockey League, the OHL, and the Quebec Major Junior, there was some there were some allegations that came forward about several hockey parents that paid um, for their sons to be selected into the 2022 OHL draft. Um, three GHL uh, coaches have been have told and have evidence of text messages of parents paying thirty plus thousand dollars to have their son um, drafted, drafted or drafted higher, drafted. Because drafted? the way, like, so, what round are we talking here? So, so it doesn't matter. This, I think it's just they want to be drafted so they can say they're drafted. Fuck, that's a great business move for whoever's drafting them. How many rounds are there in an OHL draft? Fifteen, I think. It's a great move. Well, here's why. It says uh, why parents would pay uh, thirty thousand under the table for their son to be drafted. GHL coach says it's all about status. The USHL typically doesn't look at kids from Canada unless they are drafted. Um, parents believe that uh, their kids, you know, it, it adds to the pedigree of their son if they're drafted to the OHL. So it adds and helps. So let's just say not all kids from Ontario want to play in the OHL. The next, the next jump for a lot of these kids that are going to the next level and choose not to go to the OHL, the next jump would be for them to maybe go to a prep school. Okay. Prep school in new England, um, New York, wherever, or they're going to go to the USHL, like a junior league, a top junior league. And these leagues like the USHL, Number one, will not look at Canadian kids unless they are drafted because they don't scout these kids. The USHL are not going over the border. They're not watching GTHL games or SCTA or the Alliance or the ETA. They are not watching. They have no scouting in there. All they do is look at who's being drafted. And if you're a drafted kid, then they will look at you and, and inquire a little bit more about you. Also on another on another avenue. There are players from, um, you know, Toronto, you know, Southern Ontario, where their kids get drafted to the OHL. Now you have these prep schools here in the United States. Some of these prep schools cost upwards of $69,000. What you're saying is a solid investment. So what I'm saying is (laughs) if your son is drafted, if your son's drafted, then his package to go to those prep schools, which is a step before you would go to junior. Okay. If you go to a prep school, those, those families are using that as, as pedigree towards my son's a really good hockey player. He was drafted by so-and-so OHL team. Therefore you should give me a discount for my son to go to your prep school. Parents think that it legitimizes their kid in the eyes and i don't well, think it's, it? i don't think it's that far off because the first thing people do is check where they're at right like i said they check their elite prospects and if it says drafted by so and so all of a sudden they're like whoa all right 
instead of the eye test, they're going by what everyone else says. Because you see the same shit happen that a kid's an early commit to college and there's three, four better kids than him. But everyone who's watching the game thinks that kid that has a label has a a commitment next to his name, whether it's a draft pick in the USHL or like a, a college commitment. They think he's better instead of just watching the game for what it is. So I do think the system is absurd. It's it's absurd, but the the, the families and this is all allegations. We do not know. Okay, Dude, uh, there's I, I I I agree that you don't know, but oh, come but, on, if there's but that is happening. There's one thousand percent because you know how you know, nutty sports parents are. Let's just be honest, okay. No, well, there's no, parents there's that have for that all the time, and then there's, there's parents, parents in hockey have, that have fucking ungodly amounts yes. of money. And that's that's these are the people that we're talking about. These are the people that, you know, their son is playing on a triple A team. Let's just say hypothetically in the GTHL, which is one of the most prestigious um, youth hockey leagues in the world. Okay, and they're playing on a certain team and they might be uh, middle of the row type hockey player on that team, not getting any love from OHL hockey scouts or teams because the te- the players that are on the team on that boys team he's in the middle of the row all the kids on the top are the ones that are getting the love they're the the ones that are getting talked about and people are talking to them about you know teams are coming to them and their agent or whatever now you have a family where mom or dad has an extreme amount of money and we we've I've been I've been through this almost twice with my two boys, and there are sugar daddies and mummies everywhere, and they throw around money like it's nobody's business. And you've you've been through it, Gio, with your with your oldest one. Have you heard of that before? Hundred percent. They're paying money for their their kid to be captain or assistant captain or to get more ice time like that that's happening in the gthl like they're paying for him to be on the team and he's your third line guy that barely plays like it's it's stupid. but he's also but he's also on the first line he should be a third line kid but he's on the first line because daddy's paying for basically other players or paying the coach directly or paying the coach directly to to play on the team. So he's making an all-star team, making it more competitive. I saw this so many times on so many different organizations that this is what happens. So when I read these allegations that parents paid 30 plus thousand dollars and they're not necessarily PD like they're not necessarily looking at this going, "Oh, my, my kid only went in the third uh, or the the 15th round." It's not even about that. It's just about their son being drafted. I get it. I get it. And I'm saying you're saying like, I I hope we find out who the players are and what round they were drafted. Because if these kids are drafted in the 15th round, who gives a shit? Fucking gives a shit. You want to do somebody a favor for 35? What's the investigation about? If I were an OHL organization, I would take that fucking all day long i'd be like sure throw that in my venmo me that money what's the investigation i'll draft about, your kid though? i'll like what does it what's the investigation about does it matter you mean like well david branch is, said is in a statement is there something is there like 
minus being absurd and being stupid, is there something wrong with it? Is there something illegal with it? Is there well, something? Yes. Yeah. Well, like, yes. I mean, it's more of a moral issue than yeah, it is, a, uh, in my opinion. Yes. Well, listen, so, I mean, like, let's is, just is it say not a that, revenue stream for some of these organizations? If I'm a GM, I need a, I need a, how much is the GM in the OHL making? I so you, so you like you like this you like this option? No, I don't give a I shit. I don't like it. What... I don't like it one bit. What I'm saying is, if you like these teams, revenue is huge for these USHL teams, these OHL teams. So if someone comes to you and says, "Here's thirty grand to draft this kid," the organization is like, "Okay, I get three, four of these. I just redid my fucking locker room." Yeah, like what if, like if the kid's ranked, but if you're drafting not, this kid out of double A, I'm not. Yes, I'm not saying like, like then it's I shady as shit. It. But All if this I'm is actually is a legitimate player in the GTHL, who's saying not I, like, I can see, like, I can geez. see how a team would do it very easily. If a parent is that desperate, let him be desperate. Dude, this it's shit only helping, happens. It's only helping HRR at a le- at a lower level. <laughs> Craig, you seem bothered by this. No, do you I, feel I don't for the other bo- kids. Do you feel for the kids? I think that it's gone absolutely the most wrong thing that you can do. Because if we're okay with this, like you seem to be okay with it, because it's a revenue stream. And let me tell you something, this, this, this sport right now in youth hockey is already as fucked as you can possibly imagine. Well, it's more, Gio, fucked am I this. wrong or this am I right? Not, no, you're 1000%. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. Petey, you don't have a kid going through it. So it's you haven't so seen absurd. absolute batshit craziness. Coached, he coached youth hockey. Don't like, he, no, well, I mean, he coached one year youth hockey, but I'm going to tell you something right now. When you're in it over a decade coaching youth hockey and you get to see that what That makes happens, you dumber than these people paying 30 grand that you've been right. in it for fucking 10 right. years. Right. Can know? I tell you something? <laughs> I know exactly what it goes on in minor hockey. Do you know why? Because I've talked to you for fucking 10 years straight. <laughs> I, I, I think this is... I, I, I don't think, think this it's is right. so think, wrong. Yeah. You know, one last thing, like David Branch in a statement said that they did do uh, an investigation into it. Okay, he said last year we conducted an independent third party investigation into the allegations that you mentioned and could find no evidence of any team tampering with the draft nor teams acting in the manner prejudicial to the welfare of the league. So he they did their investigation. But the problem is. It, it it continues to come back out. And this is coming from GTHL coaches that are basically saying that I have evidence. I have evidence that there has something like this has well, happened because I have text maybe, messages. Maybe well, they're, ha- they're probably maybe, facilitating it. That like, do you think, do you think that uh, uh, David branch wants this to come out? Do you think that he wants this to come out that, oh, yes, there's, uh, you know, 12 parents that paid over $30,000 for yeah. their son to be drafted? Well, and Rick, Rick Westhead, you know how who crazy does, it, it, that is. Rick, Rick Westhead, who does incredible investigative work up in Toronto, and, and he's been following it. And basically, Riv, not to end the conversation, but to sum it up with how I view it, is maybe David Branch just says, the fucking parent wants to pay thirty five grand to get his kid drafted. Like, who gives a shit? Well, I like, think he's. Well, I, give, I, I give a shit, and I'll tell you why. There's there's parents right now that are fucking struggling, and I mean struggling. 
to have their son play hockey. Skates are costing uh, over $1,200, shoulder pads, elbow pads, shin pads. The the cost of putting your son in, in youth hockey, the travel, the hotels, everything. It is breaking families, okay? And then you have some sugar daddy. That's just going to go and whip around $30,000 like it's fucking $30 to somebody else. That is a problem to me, Petey. That is a big problem because there's so many people that are, are working towards their goals. And a lot of these kids, a lot of them will never, will never reach what they're supposed to, what they're, what they're striving for. Okay. I, but it's I, the point of, of being in an honest you know, competitive society where, you know, some, some sugar daddy that has like some fucking fourth line kid or he shouldn't even be on the but hockey. Isn't hockey. Isn't that way anymore. Hockey is, is it's. Oh, so let's just, we're, we're good with it. Then. It's a, no, I'm after hearing what you're saying, it, it makes a lot of sense, but hockey I, has become an elitist sport. And I've become this is, my, this listen, my parents, go look my at the, parents go look when at I the, was younger, go look at the college uh, scandal, the row, the, the, the actors and all the people that paid yes. money to like all these Ivy league schools to give their kid a spot on a rowing team. Just, just to say they got on, got to the school. Like it's, yeah. it's called the call. It's on Netflix, the college, whatever. Yes. Fucking and they were spending, the they were spending uh, college dollars. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say that it's not just your quote unquote sugar daddy's ribs. I'm going to say the family that doesn't necessarily have it, they're stretching to pay to try to get their kid moved on. You know what I mean? It's not just the ultra rich. It's the guy that shouldn't be spending 30 grand to, to get their, their kid through drafted status because they they want them to move on because they can't. It's become such an elitist that they need to try to keep up with everything else. And these families can't. They can't do it. There's families that are struggling in youth hockey just to pay the team fees and travel, but they do it for their yeah. for their kid. And I'm looking at today in today's society, and and you know, you have where our sticks back in the day, Geo, were 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 30 bucks. Now these sticks are $330, maybe even, maybe even north of that. And I, you sit there and I, and I coach all these kids and you see a kid break a stick and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, you look up in the stands and the dad's got his hand on his head because he's already bought, you know, a number of sticks already. And it's just, I mean, all I'm saying is it's very expensive and it ties all the way back to this end result of this OHL. And I just think. A lot of the people, Gio, I'm going to tell you this, the ones that are playing 30,000, 30 plus thousand dollars are the ones that can afford it. No doubt. No and doubt. And I just I'm think just that saying, is absolutely I'm... so wrong. It is off the chart. Yeah. I, I for, agree with you. And for Branch, for David Branch to go out there and tell people that he, he um, had, uh, you know, an investigation into it. Mm. Yeah, I think that stinks, man. When you've got OHL, when you've got GTHL coaches basically coming out, three of them that are coming out saying that, hey, I have evidence of this. So I don't even know what investigation that you did. That's horseshit. Do you think yeah. that David Branch, the commissioner of the CHL, 
wants this to get out, it would be devastating. It would be such uh, a hardship for, for the OHL moving forward, because I'm going to tell you this, if you think it happened in 2022, do you think it happened in 2021? You think it happened in 2020? Yes. There's going to be a long, long, long list of, of, uh, families, parents that, that paid for their son to be drafted, which is wrong. Devin Levi is going to get a start against the New York Rangers. Craig, I know we started recording without you. And I think Gio and I were kind of like against the Rangers. There's aren't they still in? I, I don't, I don't know that looking at their schedule, you want to get him in a game. Who do you play him against? You know what I mean? Like you go on the road here. I'm assuming they want to play him at home, right? Like they want the buzz around it. They want a big splash around it. So they want to play him at home. So you got Rangers or you got Carolina in a week. Otherwise you're on the road. And let's be honest. Has anyone won the job to 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 say that it's their net right now? So I'm mixed. I think you risk throwing them to the wolves with a powerful team coming down the stretch, teams playing lights out, playing playoff hockey. And so you risk exposing him early on here in his career. But then on the flip side, you are still in it, but who gives a shit? Like no one else has won the job. In my in my opinion, no one said no one's play has dictated them to say it's your net all the way through here because we're we're in a race. So so you want to play him at home for what reason? I think I I think the team, the organization wants to play him at home because they want to have their fan base buzz around it. That's why they want to play him at home. Do you do you not I don't agree the, with that at all. Like the, I mean the, the listen, fan base has been talking about Devin Levi for two yep. two years now. Yeah, they can watch it so on TV. So you go you go and play him on the road against Philly or against yeah, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Against Columbus. But like, I, what I'm saying is, I think they're, I think that comes into play. I'm not going to say it's a sole decision, but I think they want to play him at home and create the buzz around him joining the team and playing his first game at home. Petey? I, 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 I kind of said my piece earlier. You didn't really hear it. I just against the Rangers. I just I don't get it. Why? Why? I mean, absolutely ridiculous move. Fucking ridiculous. Rangers are eight one and one. Okay, in their last ten games, they've won their last three games. They're starting to heat up. This is a really really powerful team. Here's the thing. How about another statistic for you? The Sabers suck ass balls at home. They're terrible. But on the road. They're 21, 11, and three. Why would you put this kid in the lineup against one of the strongest teams down the stretch moving forward in your building, which you have not played well in? Why wouldn't you give them a shot on the road? I think it would be Philadelphia on Saturday. It would be easier to play on the road for your first game. Detroit next Thursday. 
I, I don't get it at all. I'm just looking at teams that are below you in the standings. Then you have Detroit next Thursday. But yeah, you could play oh, them in that, Philly that, on Saturday. That Florida like, do you, game is, like, do you is know that, that the Sabres game? right now have the worst home record? Actually, I shouldn't say that. They're tied. They're tied with Columbus Blue Jackets for the worst ro- uh, home record in the Eastern Conference. I don't understand. It makes zero sense. Not one person can sit there and talk me into this is a good idea to put him in against the Rangers who are absolutely on fire. Okay. They're it's absolutely even, on it's fire. Not even that. Like he, there's the Sabres are still somewhat in this. And I'm not saying he hurts that, but I don't know that. Has, has any one of the other three said, to, like, have they shown you that? They should have the net. No. Okay. Well, so uh, can I, I bring something up then? Just they have games in the NHL. I, How I, about? I agree with you one thousand percent. Like on that Craig point. Anderson would be my goalie on Friday night. How about this? Do you remember? Remember uh, two months ago, Toronto Maple Leafs came in here and PD was fucking furious, or not furious? He was just like, "What the fuck is Yuka Pekalukinen doing playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in our building? Why would you <laughs> throw him to the wolves? This is absolutely crazy. You should be paying the veteran Anderson." Well, holy shit, boss! You're gonna throw him in against the Rangers? Yeah, who are the, are literally one of the hottest teams in the NHL. It makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever to me. Am I wrong? No, like like you have the the Rangers. You think you think the Rangers are like, oh, you know, they got a playoff spot. They're totally fine. No, 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 no. They're not fine. They are literally working their asses off because they need to win the Metro. Like they are in the race to win the Metro. The Metro right now, Carolina is number one with 103 points. New Jersey is second with a hundred and the Rangers are third with a hundred points or 98 points. They are, they are working. Like if you're the Rangers, don't you want to, you need nothing more. You need to get first place because you don't want to play New Jersey in the first round. You don't. Maybe he comes in and absolutely steals the show. There's that possibility too. A hundred percent. There is. I just that, that's the like, do you risk exposing him so early? You know what I mean? And remember Thomas, listen, apparently Tom. he's one of the apparently he's a pretty, you know, strong minded guy, you know, it gets, for sure. You got to be. But well, and Ryan Miller in 0304 got called up for a game and got absolutely smashed by Detroit smashed. He was crying in his interview after the game. It was that bad. He was he was wrecked emotionally from that. He rebounded. <laughs> he rebounded just fine. Do you guys remember Thomas Volkoom? I scored my first uh, NHL goal on Tomas Did you really? Volkoom. Yep. So Thomas Volkoom was, uh, I played with him uh, in Montreal. So he was uh, maybe a couple of years younger than I was. And we uh, we we went to Philly. And, and Philly back in my, in, in the, in the late nineties, it was, it was the craziest building in the league to go to because they had the Legion of doom, right? They had super insane toughness, but they had literally the biggest, 
most dominant line in hockey with, you know, John LeClaire, Renberg, and and uh, Eric Lindros, I think, is one of the greatest players to ever play. And it was scary. Like, it was scary going in there. The fans were absolutely off the chart. And Thomas Vokum was given the start. His first NHL start. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are you doing throwing this kid in? To Philadelphia environment, you this is not the game where you put this kid in. Go look it up. The first period they buried four on him. It was like bang, 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 bang. It was like, oh my god, you, you poor kid. He was just so happy to play, get his game in the NHL, and uh, you know, but he got absolutely shelled. But Thomas Fukum had a really nice NHL career. career. Really nice NHL career. So again, at, at the end of the day, you don't know what team's going to show up, and you don't know how the game's going to go. And it's the NHL, man. Every team is good. So I don't know who gives a shit. Let them play. So Change. I've changed my mind in the last ten minutes. Yeah, it was seven. To, <laughs> it just was let them play. Seven to two, Detroit over uh, Buffalo that Yeesh. night. Was he in for all seven? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at Thomas Vokum. I'm looking at Thomas Vokum. He played one game that year. One game. Four goals against in 20 minutes because they pulled him. Oh, His, uh, boy. He got pulled. Save percentage was uh, uh, 0.714. And his goals against average was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But he ended up playing. He ended up playing seven hundred games in the NHL. Yeah, he was around. He had for an a awesome, long time. really, really good career. I scored a lot of goals on him. I'd like to know that's that. I always felt like I had good nights against him. If he plays, I'm just, I'm just, I would, I would protect him in, a, in, in especially in his first game. Well, I would not do, be playing him at play home because I think there's a lot more pressure. A lot more pressure playing at home for a for goaltender than to playing on the road. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be playing them against the Rangers. I think the Rangers are on fire right now. They've got a ton of offensive power on the offense and the defensive side of things. They got one of the best goaltenders in the league and Shesterkin. This is just not the team that I would be playing them against. But do you, That's just do you, me personally. Do you play them back-to-back on the back end of a back-to-back? I'm going to tell you right now. This kid plays well on the road. You fucking play every game. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying you don't play him against the Rangers. Do you play him on the, the back? To, Cause they play Philly the next night in Philly. I don't know. I would definitely play him there with a tired team. Well, listen, travel I, like you can make it. You can make an argument that every game understood, but I then would you rather go to, go, then you go to Florida go to Philly and then you go to Florida. That's a huge fucking game. Huge game. game. Yeah, but I would play him in that game. And then you no got, then you got Detroit. Game. Like, you know what I mean? Play him so in that game too. <laughs> if you don't play him, if you don't play him against the Rangers, when do you play him? Hey. I would just elect to want to play him <laughs> against a team that maybe not has the same ability to the same fill the net. Yeah. Yes. The, the, I yes. mean, you have the Rangers coming in. Man, are they loaded. They are loaded with offensive well, talent, and it's going to be the Sabers are going to have to be on their game. To on the flip side, game. on the flip side, let's just look at this a little differently. 
let them see what a real team is. Why why put them against a team that's that's playing for nothing? Let them see the pace of a team that is playing with desperation and superstars. Before we came on today, I knew that we we're going to talk about Devin Levi. And I think there hasn't been I think this much excitement for an individual player to play a game than Devin Levi. Okay. Then why not play him at home? Listen, we're, we're past that. I want to see the fucking kid play just like everybody else does. And oh my God, do I wish those guys play well in front of them? Man, do I wish this team plays well in front of them? But here's, here's, here was my thought this morning, drop my kid off phone, Petey, um, you know, he literally is having his coffee with his, uh, with his boys, uh, at the coffee shop. So I had to let him go. And then I had time to think on my way home. And I thought this Devin Levi plays here tonight and he plays really well. Okay. Really well. Just, just a very strong, uh, solid game in all aspects, win or lose. He plays another game or maybe two more games this year and really shows that he, he shows something that, wow, this kid, this kid has something. What does that do for his opportunity to come to camp next year and win a position? What it, I, I think could you see that you're, happen? You're always on a trial, but what he does this year, if he runs the table and wins five starts, the end of the stretch here, he comes back and has an average camp. I don't think they're relying on what he did this year. I think it's, I think you're just always on a trial. You're always being evaluated in the first few years. And so whether he does well or not, I don't, I don't know that it's changing his. Is there any way for him to, is there any way for him to earn a spot, win and earn a spot at the start of next year? Like, I let's think, just say he has three, I, I, three games this year, or maybe even four no. of the next number of games plays really, really well, goes into training camp next year. And you're like, everybody, it's the talk of the camp. You're like, wow, this kid is next level. Does he, he have he, the ability to win a spot next year for this team? Not now. He's got to do it with now and camp. He can't do it now alone. That's it what, can, I, that's what can, I'm asking it can, you. It can add to his his body of work yep. in the sense, but he, he can't do it in these next few outings alone. He has to do it with these outings and he has to be super dominant at camp next year in order for him to win a spot here to be here. Well, what if he just year. outperforms all the goaltenders? That then, are you, at camp? Then, then he earns it. Then he earns it. But I'm saying that's what he's got to do that at camp. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not yep. just here. He 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 can't go and have three good games now, have a decent camp next year and make the team. He's got to play well now and he's got to be an absolute stud at camp next year in order for him to to start there. That's my so, opinion. So moving on here just to another quick hockey story. We look forward to watching Devin Levi. Um are the Sabres out quickly, Gio? Are they out? Uphill battle. They're yeah, climbing like it's a. They're. I wouldn't say they're out. It's possible, but well, they're not out. Obviously, I mean that's yes. just, my the yeah. way I posed the question no was completely stupid. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are do you think they're done? 
Yeah, it's going to be. I don't even want you to answer that. Yeah. No, no, you're five points out from like rain or Islanders have absolutely just pulled away. Um, so you're well, chasing Pitt now, right? And you're five points back from Pitt. That Florida game could be a huge fucking game. Did you um, see what Keith Kachuk said about the Florida Panthers? I did. They're a soft team, and they're getting everything they deserve right now. And then they go out and beat the Leafs in the biggest game of their season in Toronto. Big Walt, was that calculated? Was it calculated? And should he be commenting when his kid's on the team? Well, his kid's got 100 points almost already. I I mean, he's the one kid that uh, doesn't, uh, you know, tiptoe around the ice. He plays the game hard. That's the dad saying, play like my son. If the whole team played like my son. Okay. If the fucking whole team team played like his son, the the team would be in first place. Because not only does he score goals, he produces assists. Not only does he produce points for the team, he's nasty. He irritates. He hits. I mean, he is the he's one of the ultimate hockey players. Yeah. I don't know. In the league that, right now. How does that ring over in the locker room? I mean, like, think about that. Like, every I don't know that. I don't well, know. Listen, man, Big Walt uh, had room. a really long career yeah. and an unbelievable career. He was one of the greatest power forwards. If you were talking about if you were to talk about the last 30 years. Who are the best power forwards in the game? I would think that he would have to be in the top 10. Would you agree with that, Jill? I'd put him in the top five. Probably. I would put him in the okay. top five. Okay. Yeah. I was Legit. trying to give myself a little Former bit of space with top 10. Jill but beat yeah. me to it. I had the mute button on, which you should try hitting sometimes, Craig. Like Brendan Chan- <laughs> Brendan Shanahan and 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 uh, Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, were, were two of the ultimate you know, power forwards in the games, guys that could score goals first and foremost, produce points. They hit everything in sight. They were the ultimate team player. They fought for their team. They did everything. And I think Keith Kachuk sees the game the same way as what we all see the game. You have to play it hard. You have to play it with aggression. You can't be soft on any area of the ice, in the corners, in front of the nets. And he's he's seeing that. Right. He's he he alluded to Ottawa Senators. Okay. His other son, Brady, uh, Brady Kachuk. And he looks at Ottawa and says, You're looking at a team that has a lot less skill, but oh my Lord, do they battle? Yeah. They bring it. Right. So they bring it. Yeah. And, you know, they made some key pickups too. And there you have a captain like Brady Kachuk. I think he is, he is the best power forward in the NHL right now. By far, he, yeah, I, I think you have to be right. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. I don't, um, well, hold on a second. You okay. talk about Brady, Kachuk. What about Matthew? I take Brady. It, I would take Brady 10 times out of 10. And really, and I think Brady, well, if push came to shove yeah. to steal your turn, would punch Matthew Kachuk's head right off his shoulders. Yeah, he would. I, and I, I the, think he's the, a- the two brothers had that question asked them, right? They did an interview <laughs> together, but they're both sitting with each other, talking about their upbringing, talking about this. And the guy says, uh, so who would win in a fight? And, and Matthew looks over at Brady and he just points to him and says, yeah. He, and, and Brady or, uh, Brady looks at him and goes, 
definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) The younger brother, eh? I will say this. Can I just answer your question, Petey? I'm going to tell you this. It, it it's slim it's slim but i'm going to tell you the sabers are not out of it yet man they are not out of it yet they have two games in hand on florida if they win both of them they're tied at points at 81 if they win uh both they their games one game they got one game at hand one on game florida. on pittsburgh that puts them 3 points behind pittsburgh i'm going to tell you just win games just win games the sabers are right there this is going to come down right to the last couple games they're not out of it yet well what's what's where, the, where, what where, the, where do you put ottawa and where do you put washington done done I, it, done washington i think is done because they have two more games played yeah and they have the same amount of points as buffalo buffalo needs to it's capitalize the game it's the games in hand games. yes well, the games well, when, when are they going to capitalize on them we've been saying well, that Two weeks now. That's what I'm saying. They got games Gio, in hand. That's, I always, I give every team, the way I do the standings when I look at it is I give every team the points for the games in yes. hand until they lose them. Yes. They're still three points back at Pitt. Yeah. That's the spot you need to get. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you'll have Pittsburgh's seven games lose. to Pittsburgh's go. Pittsburgh's going to lose Seven tonight. games, man. That's 14 Hold points. On. That's 14 points, Gio. Gio I and, get it, but if, but if if they Gio. go, they go five, Pitt goes 500. No, they're going to lose tonight. They got to go. They got to win. They got to win nine. Do you not think that the game here uh, or on, on, on Friday, the Rangers are playing Buffalo, but they play tonight in New Jersey. Yeah. Every team does that shit. I know, but that's an emotion. That is an insanely emotional game. We're talking insanely emotional game because that is, that is home ice advantage in the playoffs. And you're still Cross fighting for first in, in the Metro. Okay. And then all of a sudden after that super crazy emotional game, they fly to Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo's thinking, holy shit, please have a letdown. Please just yeah, have a letdown. I, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be seven and two to give yourself a chance. They can do it. I, I'm not saying they can't do it. They can do I'm seven saying and two. It's not going to be easy. They got to be seven and two. It's not easy to make Do the playoffs. Agree? Do we agree? It's, yes. It's not easy to make the playoffs. And seven, seven, two, seven, seven and two, two is does not guarantee good. it. No, seven and two does not guarantee it. That well, just, if you're seven and two, you can look at yourself at the end say, of yeah, the day and yeah, say, yeah. man, we just gave everything. And in your, if yeah. you don't make it with seven and two, I can guarantee you it. There's a one point difference. Yeah. yeah. They can do this. They can do this. They absolutely can do it. The question wasn't whether they can do it. Is it going to happen is the question. Well, if you go look at Megan Cheka's uh, defensive statistics, uh, they're not going to do it just based on how they how they play defensively. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I didn't. Listen, I mean, the but, Sabres have not played well defensively at all. And 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 do I think they're going to go 7-2? and two? I don't think they are, but I think they can. They they've beaten some of the best teams in the league. They just need to be consistent. In the Sabers goals against last year, three point five. They were twenty fifth. Three point six seven this year. They're twenty ninth. Expected goals against per game last year twenty eighth. This year twenty seventh. Uh, shot attempts against per game last year fifteenth. This year tenth. Uh, scoring chances against per game last year twenty eighth. This year twenty seventh. 
Um, Rush scoring chances against per game last year, 26th, this year, 32nd, and odd man rushes against per game last year, 27. Why is that that you go from 26 to 32? And this year, 27th to 32nd. Again, they're last in both categories. You're a number one goalie, though. Maybe they win you a game or two, and that's all that it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. Gio, you got to uh, go. You got a date with the bidet? Uh, no, I had that earlier today, buddy. That's my morning routine before the gym. It's, you got to tell you. So yesterday, someone asked about an, a specific episode and story. So I went back and found the story. But then as I was scrolling through, I saw a new bidet, and I turned it on <laughs> and listened to it for a few minutes. If you don't have one, get one. That's my recommendation. Oh my Get god! Get yourself one. Uh, I think it's like in the episode thirties for people. I just I don't feel like going and, and finding and- it. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter After the Whistle and at Craig Reve fifty two at the Instigator seventy six. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.